This is David Alexander, head coach at the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand, alongside Tiger Head Football Coach David Alexander. Week one is in the books, a victory for the Tigers over Bentonville West. And, Coach, the, the standard question first uh, show of the year would be, well, how'd you feel to get back on the field? But we're not going to do that. I'm going to shake okay. it up on you. We're going right. to start it off kind of a little different. You just won a football game Friday night, late night. I know you're hungry. What's the go-to meal? <laughs> What's the go-to? Well, you got to go to you got to go to Rib Crib. You got to get some uh, uh, some sliced brisket, man. That's there you the, go. That's the ticket. I could go for some sliced brisket right now. It's almost lunchtime, so we <laughs> maybe stopping there on my way home. All right, let's talk some football. Uh, and since it's it's high school football, we'll we'll do this in kind of a report card sure. format. We can kind of hand out grades for the team over the course of this week. So uh, top to bottom, game one. Let's let's do kind of an overall grade first. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, an overall grade. Um, I got to give them a high B, right? I was really, really pleased with our um, our substitution patterns, right? I only had to use one timeout for not the right number of people on the field, and those are the time in the first game without having all the spring games and the and the team camps. You know, the operational stuff is what you really worry about as a coach. You know, everybody has the has uh, mistakes, but we did a really good job. I was really proud of that. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the the substitution patterns. You had some. Uh, wonky substitutions kind of later in the game with uh, cramps and, and various yeah. small injuries that guys had to come in. How did you feel like those guys did, those those guys that aren't necessarily in the starting lineup but got a lot of playing time just fitting right into those roles? Well, the guys that came in as backups, you know, and had to get uh, four or five plays, they had a lot of growing up to do in a real short <laughs> amount of time. Um, overall, you know, I would give, a, a you know, probably a low B to those guys. Um but expectation level-wise, they met or exceeded what the expectation level was. Um, and, and that's where it's going to be all season. You know, you're, you're, we're going to have a lot of different faces in the lineups um, all, every game. Uh, let's kind of switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Defense was very good in the first and fourth quarters. Didn't give up any points. A, a little bit of a ripple there in the second quarter. But uh, in particular, the, the defensive line seemed to step up to the plate. How would you grade that group in their first game under uh, – Clarence Holly. Man, they did a great job. That, those guys, um, we're asking them to do so much more than what they had done the, the past few years. Um, we are stunning and we're, we're twisting and we're blitzing. Um, they all played fantastically, right? The two guys that just pop into my head uh, for really having great football games were Garrett Hinesley and Dakota Tomlinson. You know, Dakota Tomlinson started the game off with a big hit on the quarterback, right, and then had a, a fantastic effort sack in the fourth quarter. Um, both those two guys really stand out. You mentioned at halftime of that game Saturday that uh, you wanted to see those guys do a better job of getting to the quarterback, finishing, getting there. Did you feel like they did that in the second half? They did. You know, uh, that young man uh, from Bentonville, what's that quarterback, number 12, what a fantastic football player. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't as hot as it could have been, but it was still very muggy. And he must have run five miles, you know, trying (laughs) to give his offense a chance. You know, and he did a great job. And it took us a while to wear him down. Um, We finally started getting to him in the – from the end of the third quarter on, on the, all the way through the rest of the game. Uh, you mentioned the, the stunting and the different things the defensive line is doing this year. Uh, the, the important part about that is if you have one guy who, who misses a spot or doesn't right. get to where he needs to be, there's some big gaps, and there weren't a lot of big running plays for them on Saturday. So it seemed like uh, their knowledge of the schemes and what they needed to – the role they needed to play uh, fit right in. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, those guys we mentioned, Tomlinson and Hinesley, right, and also – Barwick on a defensive line. They're all seniors. 
So uh, they've done a great job. They, you know, Benville West had the one drive in the second quarter where they ran the ball, and we had some you know misfits, um, as we call it. And you know, they had that one drive is about ninety yards and went down and scored. Um, but but pretty much after that, we we slowed them down running the football. The only guy that had any running running yards after that was the quarterback on just pure scramble plays. What about uh, the back seven on that defense? How'd you grade them? Well, I would grade the secondary as an A, man. There's a lot of those guys that all played really, really well. You talk Sterling Ramsey and Jadane Wright at safety, um, Javian Franklin at safety, uh, Jalen Johnson at corner had a great game. But the, but the number one guy in the secondary uh, was Corey Williams. Man, he had such a magnificent football game. Uh, he was everywhere. You know, he blocked an extra point. He had an interception. He forced a fumble. Uh, he had a big kickoff return. And Corey Williams was, uh, was a superstar last Saturday afternoon. When you have guys that the, the ball seems to be magnetized like that to them in a the game, uh, when, when you go back and break down film with them, uh, it, are they just trying to get back in their own heads? Like I, w- I would think that was almost an out-of-body experience for him as much as he was around the football on Saturday. Well, it goes, no, nah, I don't know about the out-of-body experience. You know, I want, I want to, as a coach, I want to um, – say, hey, it was preparation, and right? And he took, he took his preparation, he took his film study, and he applied it to the football game. He's a senior, he's played a lot of football games. Uh, you know, he's been, he's, you know, this is going to be his third year to start varsity football games. So he kind of understands what's going on, and those guys can really slow the game down, right? So they kind of expect the football and know what they're going to do with it. You mentioned uh, the, the secondary as a whole had a, had a very good game. I don't recall really any time that there was a big bust in coverage that, that allowed somebody just running down the field, and that helps right. get to those get, let those linemen get to the quarterback. Yeah, when you know all those scramble runs by their quarterback is because they're such really good coverage. Um, no, we didn't we didn't have anybody running scot free, and that that's a big worry as a head coach when you got a new coordinator and and the, really the lack of time we had competing against other teams in the summer because of the of the COVID situation. So. You know, that's why this, that secondary, they graded out as a, as a very high A. Did a great job. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, joined by David Alexander. We'll take a short break and be back with more in just a moment. The Tigers of 1953 had a remarkable year as they finished 7-3 in the Verdigris Valley Conference. The team placed four seniors on the All-Star team, including co-captains Robert Ingold and Philip Sparling. The season was capped off with a 40-13 pounding of Pryor as the Tigers unleashed a 304-yard ground assault and a 147-yard aerial attack to win the game handily. This great moment in Tiger history is brought to you by First National Bank of Broken Arrow, a loyal fan of our community for over 100 years. First National Bank of Broken Arrow, the right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, joined by B.A. Tiger head football coach David Alexander. Coach, uh, we've talked about the defensive side of the ball. Let's switch over to the offense now. Uh, you guys ran a screen on, like, play two or three, and Spaff said, I think that's the first screen we've run in three <laughs> years. So uh, the, just like the defense has been learning new schemes, the offense has as well. So how did you feel like everybody uh, was on the same page on Saturday offensively? Well, offensively, 
you know, since there was no real changeover in the staff, you know, Coach Wilkinson's the offensive coordinator, has been doing it now. This is his fourth year here. Um, and they, it was a, almost a fine old machine, especially for game one. You know, your expectation level two compared to what your execution level was. Um, had a fantastic game plan and executed almost every play just the way you wanted to. And obviously not every play, but, you know, we, we had a really good plan. Um, a lot of, lot of guys stepped up. Coach Wilkinson kept Bentonville West, um, you know, off balance, you know, hitting them with runs when they expect pass and vice versa, right, some screen plays. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a really – it was really fun to watch Coach Wilkinson uh, work Bentonville West over. I senior quarterback, two-year starter now, Jake Raines, goes 12 for 19, 205 yards, two scores, protected the football. You can't ask for much, much more in a game than, than that. So right. kind of let's go back to the report card. How did he grade out? You know, Jake Raines is solid as a rock, and that's what we need in Coach Wilkinson's offense. Um, we've put more on his plate. You know, not only is we asking him to protect the football, but, you know, he's getting us in the correct run run plays. When I say correct, right, Coach Wilkinson's giving him the option of running right and left, getting that checked. Um, he was 100% on those. Uh, check, you know, we've got him and the offensive lineman working on changing protections, you know, trying to pick up blitzes. Again, I think they were – I think they missed one uh, in the game. And, and besides that, you know, he scrambled when he had to. He's got, you know, of course, it's, uh, it's awesome, right, some of those receivers, he, receivers he's got out there mm-hmm. to throw to, right, some, some really, really exceptional football players. Yeah, they were a step or two away from hitting on a couple real big ones. There was a 42-yard bomb uh, to score in that game as well. Right. So the, the offensive passing game certainly went well. Now, the O-line and the running backs uh, ran it for more than 260 yards, uh, teamed up to have a, a very good game. Uh, so l- let's start with those guys up front first. Uh, when you went back and looked at film, uh, how were they doing in terms of moving those front seven around for uh, Benville West? Well, uh, if I was going to take each position group, the whole team, and say which one played the best, it would have been the offensive line. And it's simply because not one of those guys had ever started a football game before. Right, so you got five brand new starters. Never started a game, man. They were they were really good. Um, you know, we had a couple protection busts. Um, those are communication things. Um, we had a couple run game busts, but if you take you know uh, five guys plus a fullback times sixty plays, and they played a fantastic football. You mentioned the communication, and, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize how much communication takes place on the offensive line before the snap. How challenging was it? And we've talked about this before, but not I mean, you haven't played against anybody. So right. they're familiar with their own defensive looks. Sure. How challenging is that communication in a situation like that where you really haven't had to do that at all? Well, it's, it's challenging when you've got guys that have started football games and they're comfortable starting football games, um, but much less a new group. So you got to give those guys a, a ton of credit um, going up there, trusting what Coach Harper and Coach Broyles have taught them, and you know just uh, getting their plays right. And then you know when you we don't do anything as an offensive line that is single, right? You're never I'm just going to do this by myself, and no one else is going to affect what I do. No, it, it all has to be in concert. Um, and they did a really really good job. And and the numbers, you know, our statistics uh, bear that out. Marion Horn, Sanchez Banks both ran the ball well. Horn busted a couple of big runs in that game. Uh, it seemed like both of them showed the patience necessary to allow those blocks yeah. to develop up front. So what do you think of those two guys? Well, well I, don't, I don't know if we have enough time, Adam, really, <laughs> right? They're special kids. Um, you know, 
Sanchez Banks is going to be, when I write my book, he's going to be a whole chapter. <laughs> and I was ex- extremely proud of um, the growth he showed. Okay, I, you know, we all know from last year seeing his ability. Right, but he did a few things that you know don't show up to the naked eye unless you're watching the game tape um, that were exceptional. So really, really proud of Sanchez. Uh, you know, and Marion, even though he started a bunch of games for us last year, that was his first time to start on offense. And uh, and you know, we we kind of know what kind of uh, exceptional talent he is. His speed really showed out, um, and he's you know he's just got. Uh, some God-given abilities that most people don't have. Especially a couple of those times the, the lineman washed the defensive lineman out of the way. He just had a straight line. And once, once he gets yeah, out of the There was a couple of them in. that were just 60-yard sprints. But, <laughs> um, but the speed, right, it's great to get the, the offensive line knocks down, you know, for that first six or seven yards. But then, you know, the ability to just outrun everybody on defense, that's, uh, that's God-given. You're watching Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. We'll be back with one final segment here in just a moment. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety and our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24 seven. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments from specialists and surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib, Adam Hildebrandt, David Alexander with you. Coach, uh, really a dominant game in all three phases against Bentonville West on Saturday. The special teams came up big in a lot of ways. There, there yeah. was a block kicked, uh, a lot of good kick returns as well. Uh, was there anything in particular that stood out to you from the special teams effort on Saturday? Well, um, the best thing for me, for Coach Alexander, is we didn't have any use any timeouts, right? That's usually where you see substitution problems because it was hot, and we also had to, you know, we had to substitute some guys out, and we kicked off enough times that we had to – we got some guys that are on the starting defense that we needed to get off and and because they were tired. Uh, I thought the kickoff team was fantastic. Uh, the protection on the punt team, which is always the big worry, was really good. Um, you know, we missed an extra point, and we had a, you know, we had a shank punt punt um, again kicker new kicker Mason Garrett and punter Seth Dodd their first time to ever do it mm. so it's something that's going to happen um, but our kickoffs were fantastic right we had you know a bunch of several touchbacks um, kickoff return team was fantastic almost every time we got the ball out almost to midfield so mm-hmm. that again very proud of the execution of the football team for uh, for a week one football game you mentioned Dodd's uh First game punting, his first punt rolled inside the 10-yard line of the opponent. How important was that uh, to establish field position in what was a low-scoring first quarter? Well, um, I can't tell you how important that is, right? Field position uh, early in a ball game is everything. Um, and it's, it's even more so the first half of the season. 
Uh, it's very, very difficult for a high school football team to go on a 90-yard drive. Right? It just it's, it's hard to put 12 or 13 plays together without having a mistake, a drop pass or a holding or, you know, any mistake. Um, so, you know, you put the other team inside the 10-yard line, you know you're probably going to flip the field and you're going to get the ball back at your own, you know, 40, 30, 35, 40, 45-yard line. Uh, you lost one fumble last week, saved a couple of others, just first game jitters, or is that something that's more of a concern? Well, we're not going to call it a concern yet. You know, um, ball security is job security. That's one of <laughs> Coach Alexander's uh, uh, famous quotes. I think probably every running back and receiver's heard me say that a couple hundred times. Um, and so, you know, as we, we talk about it, we practice it. Um, yeah, both running backs, both Sanchez and Marion had a fumble. And we got we got Marion's back. Actually, scored a touchdown on that, which kind of a cool yeah. was kind of a cool play. But uh, you know, both those fun and well, and both those the most not the most concerning, but one of the concerning things is right, both those are in the red zone right there. Mm -hmm. Both those fumbles and you know the Sanchez's. You know, we were really about to maybe kind of spread the game apart and and kind of maybe explode on Bentville West, but you know they fumble, we fumble, they get the ball, they feel new life. Absolutely. Uh, seven penalties, but only for 37 yards on Saturday. Uh, first game, obviously nobody likes penalties, but w was that acceptable uh, enough in a, in a first game context? Well, I, 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 I'm, only, I'm only worried about penalties that happen before the snap and post whistle, right? Those are the ones that bother Coach Alexander. Uh, anything that, any penalties that happen during the play, most of those you can't control, most of them, right? There's times a holding call happens, right? The, the ball carrier goes the wrong way or the quarterback scrambles and a holding happens, right? Or a pass interference, right? They happen. A, under, an underthrown pass, a corner or safety runs into the receiver. You know, those are just happening in the game. So um, the pre-snap penalties, right, the illegal motions or the, or the delays of games, right, those are ones we can control. And we only had uh, two of those, right, and they're both on the defense. Uh, we didn't have any – we didn't have any post-whistle penalties, right? No being silly and hitting late or, or talking trash and getting a penalty. So um, the, the penalties that we can control, um, we did a pretty good job of that. That's Broken Arrow head coach David Alexander back to break down the Union Redskins a little bit when we return in just a moment. Finding your happy place is something special, and it's different for everyone. You probably already know where to find yours, and TTCU Federal Credit Union can help you get there. Right now, you can earn up to a $200 bonus when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. So wherever your happy place finds you, TTCU will meet you there. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt, David Alexander with you as we look ahead to Friday's matchup against Union. Uh, rivalry matchup, Union defeated by Bixby a week ago. But what, what have you seen in your study of the Redskins so far this week? Well, it's a, it's a typical Union Redskin football team. Um, speed, speed, speed. You know, they, they're going to put a track team out there. Um, their tailback, A.J. Green, is uh, the fastest kid in the state of Oklahoma in 6A. You know, he's won the 100-meter track, uh, got the fastest track time in the 100 meters in the state in 6A. You know, he can really, really run, um, and that scares you. Uh, 
Quarterback-wise, you know, last year uh, they brought in Rovon Banks the second half of the season, and he won a whole bunch of games. And then and, and we played him in the first round of the playoffs last year. I, you know, he had 240 yards rushing against us. So he can really run. And a uh, scrambling quarterback and a tailback that's that fast um, are huge weapons. You know, they've got a couple tall receivers um, that, you know, will be mismatch problems for us. And then defensively, you know, Coach Frederick, um, he's run the defense over there for a long, long time, and he knows what he's doing. You know, we, we will not be able to get them out of position by shifting or motion. You know, they're going to line up sound. So we'll, everything we get um, out of our offense will be earned this week. There won't be any gifts given to us uh, by the Union football team. With that speed that they have on offense – what does that do? What kind of onus does that put on the defense in terms of making sure that you are where you're supposed to be 100% of the time? Yeah, you know, um, you've got to – well, not only you have to be there every, every, you know, every time and in the right gap and make the running back bounce, but this is a, these are guys that you don't tackle with, your, you know, one guy tackling with one hand. Um, We've we got to be running to the football. You know, we need to be, be two and three guys there at every time um, to tackle him. Uh, when they when he catch when they catch the ball out in the flat, they're gonna throw it out in the flat a bunch. Um, we've got to we've got to rally and run, and understand our angles and, and limit those plays. If they're an eight yard play or an eight yard catch, we got to limit them to eight eight to ten yards. Right? We can't let let them turn an eight yard catch into a thirty yard forty yard run. That's Broken Arrow head football coach David Alexander. Broken Arrow and Union coming up Friday on Arrow Vision. Look forward to bringing that one to you. Thanks for tuning in to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Talk to you on Friday.